It's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time to rock and roll with my friends. That's right. It is time to rock and roll it with, sure with is. our friends. Yeah, with all of the friends of the world who are listening. Not just America, even though this is American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-dow! Sorprendido. Oh, don't you know that's true. I do know. <laughs> I believe what, what I said that was surprise in Spanish, I think. Oh, okay. It was a big soprendido, or a soprendido grande. <laughs> uh, I could be incorrect. I took four, five years of Spanish in high school, and I barely remember anything. Really? Yep. You, Mainly because do you just of that. remember like regular phrases, like key phrases? Uh, I remember some words, some phrases, and stuff like that. But my Spanish teacher, my last year, was really off-putting, so I oh, didn't care about Spanish that's anymore. That's not good. Yeah. Unfortunate. She was the worst. She was one of those teachers. Yeah. The first four years, we had Senorita Lenski. The last... She was great. The last year, we had... I don't even know what her name was. We just called her Senora. You forgot what her name was. Senora stick up her butt. <laughs> that's because that's what she seemed like to me. Um, but enough of the Spanish talk. Uh, yeah. This is uh, another fun episode of American Brews and Tunes. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. That's right. And for the past two weeks, we did uh, one-off episodes. What did we do? Uh, the Beatles. The Beatles. Sgt. Peppers. And, uh, and what was the other album? Before that, we did... We did something. Who knows? But it was another one-off episode. And now we're back to our regularly scheduled format, which is uh, where we each review an album for the other, and we come back and listen to them. So for the yeah. past... Like three, four, however, probably, probably three weeks at least. Three weeks at least. I've been listening to Meriwether Post Pavilion by the strange band that is Animal Collective. <laughs> I guess the collective uh, that is Animal that Collective. That is Animal Collective, yeah. And you have been listening to? And I've been listening to A Shipwreck in the Sand by the band Silverstein. Yeah. Or as other people say it, Silverstein. 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 Yeah. And... Like our regularly formatted episodes, we each have our own different beer to try. Oh, yes, we so do. So before we talk about the, the music, why don't we talk about our beers? Let's do it. I'll, uh, I'll, we each have different ones, so yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll share mine first. Show and tell. <laughs> okay. Time to share, show everybody. Uh, You'll this... be telling everybody else, but just showing me. <laughs> yes. So I'll show you with my my words. Although, but just potentially, with his... Whenever you hear the name of the beer, you could look it up. You could, and or then if you, you already know the beer, maybe a picture will pop into your head. Or even if you don't know the beer, maybe a picture will pop into your head. True. Anyways, this brewery... The, let your imagination take you where it will. Imagination. <laughs> trademark um, SpongeBob. Yeah, trademark SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so this is a brewery I don't think either of us have uh, have had on the podcast before. Um, I've had them before because it's from my home state. Oh, okay. uh, But from the other side of the state. It's from Philadelphia, and the brewery is Yards. Yards. Um, Many of us have them. Some yeah. of us want them. True. Football True. fields have a hundred of them. You're, oh goodness gracious! <laughs> Anyways, um, yards is an American unit of measurement, yeah. um, and I believe these guys do a lot of American things. <laughs> <laughs> really? What do you mean? Like traditional? It's from Philly, so like they have like a George Washington oh, tavern ale, or in or terms like, of the names of their yeah, beers. so okay. like, a, like a George Washington, like something like that. I like, you meant they just do or like the a... tavern porter. So it seems like colonial style oh, okay. beers. Okay. is what I'm saying. <laughs> gotcha. I thought you meant they just like do American things. No, I, it was a weird reference, <laughs> a very weird way to phrase what I was trying to get across. Yes, um, I've had uh, quite a few of their brews, and I like them a lot. Okay, um, the first brew I ever had from them was the Yards brawler and i can't remember if that's an english special bitter or if it's just a lager either way it was a really e easy I drinking like i remember beer. you having that one i think it was an english special bitter it was really good I, I, it's been a long time since i've had it um but this week however i am having the cape of good hope double ipa oh. it says underneath an intrepid ale Ooh. Ooh. intrepid that sounds intriguing yeah i'm, I'm really curious about this because i've like I said before, I've had English special bitters, I've had lagers, I've had their porters, their tavernales, 
never an IPA, let alone an Imperial IPA. Let alone a double IPA. And I believe this clocks in at a pretty high gravity, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yes, it comes in at 9.7%. Whoa. Yeah. That is fairly uh, up there. Yeah. Let me read this little description real quick. All right. Legend has it that pioneering brewers added more hops to help their ales survive epic sea voyages around the <gasps> Cape of Good Hope. Oh, There's how they get their title. Where is Cape? I have no idea. I near Phil- Cape Philly. I don't know. Cape Philly. Um, this West Coast style double IPA is our tribute to adventurous brewers and intrepid souls like you. Ooh. So on those balmy nights when you're far from home, take solace in the Cape of Good Hope. Just beware of tigers. <laughs> Visit yardsbrewing.com for this year's hop selection. So I'm, I'm assuming the hop variety switches every year. Changes every year, okay. Just beware gotcha. of tigers. Are there tigers in India? Probably, Or on the yeah. Cape of Good Hope? I, I no don't idea. know what the Cape of Good Hope is. I don't, we'll research later. And I don't but, have my phone, so I can't look it up. Yeah, and I don't want to text or look things up, even though I probably could right now. Or when you're talking about your beer, I'll look it's it up. It's all good, yeah. Uh, so what so are you having this week? I'm having... Another Oktoberfest. What? Yes. Except this one I'm, I'm very excited for. Uh, because... You, you weren't excited for the other one? Well, I was also excited for that one, but yeah, I'm I know. even more excited for this one. Okay. It's uh, from the brewery, uh, brewery, Sierra Nevada. Great brewery. A great brewery. Shout out Sierra Nevada. You guys are awesome. Um, but this one is special because uh, it's brewed in collaboration with... Vienstopfen. Vienstopfen? Vienstopfen. Vienstopfener. Vienstopfener. It's the oldest brewery in the world. In the world, yeah. Founded in 1040. Yes, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, great Bavarian Um, brewery. Do they... they do it, and they brew their Oktoberfest in collaboration with different breweries every year, right? Sierra Nevada, that is. Yeah, Sierra Nevada. So every does. year they do an Oktoberfest, and they partner with a different German or Bavarian or some type of foreign brewery to yeah. to create their Oktoberfest. Yeah. So this one is with the oldest brewery in the world, and it, that's awesome. I've had a couple of brews from Weihenstoppen. Yeah, and they've been good. Yeah. So Weihenstoppener, Weihenstoppen. Uh, I, I don't know. It's spelled, Who knows? It's Who spelled W E I H E N S T E P H A N. So any of you German peeps out there, you probably know how to pronounce yeah. it. And side note, uh, Cape of Good Hope is in Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Tigers, I guess. I don't know. Maybe tigers are there. Probably. They're more likely to be, be there than here. tigers. Yeah. But uh, continue with your brew, yeah? Uh, all right. All right. Here we go. Okay. Let's go. We've partnered with Bavaria's Weihenstaufen, <laughs> the world's <laughs> oldest brewery. For this American take on the classic German Oktoberfest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Das ist gut. Yeah. Sehr gut. Yeah. <laughs> A malt backbone is balanced by subtle hot pop character in this crisp, clean, and drinkable crowd pleaser. It best be drinkable. Nothing captures the spirit of celebration like a brew or a beer among friends. That's true. Wow. And this Way is to a, go, Sierra Nevada. And Oktoberfest brews are celebratory in nature, just yeah. because of the history and whatnot. So here's to the our 54th episode. Yes, our 54th. So let us crack these brews and pour them, shall we? Yes, let us. I think our beers are going to be very different. You know what? I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Unless the breweries decided to make like a really like a, like a off really late Oktoberfest or a really or really hoppy like a, a, a not so hoppy double IPA, they're going to be extremely different. Or a really late April Fool's joke. Maybe they brewed it in April and it's actually an appropriate April Fool's joke. <laughs> the punchline is just delayed. Like there, someone was at the brewery and they were like pouring all the ingredients in the, when they were doing the the mash or whatever. And then someone's like, I'm going to throw in 300 times the amount of hops. April Fools. <laughs> and it's like their like master plan, their master evil scheme to ruin, ruin everybody's Oktoberfest enjoyment. <laughs> I know, right? Mine's a little cloudy, actually. Yours is. Mine is crystal clear. Yours is crystal clear, like I would ex- expect from a, an Oktoberfest, but yours is amber co- like in color. like an amber, copper, light brown color. Mine smells delicious. Mm, light orange. It's orange brown. Mine sm- smells like really crisp and clean, but 
but West Coast hop IPA at the same time, if that makes sense. Uh, mine smells kind of how I thought it would smell. Malty? Uh, well, being that it's uh, brewed in collaboration with Wein and Wasserstein, because normally, like, German lagers, they don't have, like, a super strong smell. It's a very subtle smell. At least yeah. that's what I've realized. That's so th- this one has a really subdued, kind of subtle maltiness to the smell of it. Word. Well, why do you say we cheers these and uh, give them a try? Yes. For all yes. of you imbibing, join us in the tr- uh, in the uh, celebratory cheers we do every single episode. Forget it. Everybody join with us. Drink or no drink. Wow. This is great. This is potent. Mm. I think mine is probably way more potent than yours yeah, is. Yeah, mine's coming in at 6%. Um, yeah, Not I mean, quite as high. The booziness kind of lingers in the aftertaste, but up front, it's clean and aggressively West Coast, just like yeah. the, the smell. Um, so it's pretty spot on with the, the smell and the taste, which isn't always the case. I wouldn't expect it to be so West Coast with how cloudy it is. Yeah, uh, I mean, it doesn't taste like a hazy IPA. I'm not really okay. sure why that's like that. Um, mine also tastes really good. Yeah. I'm I'm very happy with this. Um, as I winner, as I dinner. kind of as I kind of expected, it uh, the maltiness is really subtle, and then some of the more flavors that are normal with a Meritzen or a, an Oktoberfest comes through at the end, like that caramely sweetness, mm-hmm. um, but not as like aggressive as some other Oktoberfests that yeah. I've had. So that's so it's balanced pretty well. Made to have multiple. You can you can set an Oktoberfest eating a pretzel, drinking a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Whereas this this beer that I have probably not so much. No, you're gonna have one of these at a hipster craft beer bar <laughs> <laughs> or anywhere. Let's yeah. not limit yeah. ourselves, you guys. Do you want to do a little switch ski? Yeah, let's do a little switch ski. Weep whoop, zoop 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 zoop. Switch 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 switch. 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 Yep, the smells pretty. Yeah, your smells pretty on. good. Like just like what you said. Oh, that is really good. I would get this. Whoa, whoa. Do you, do you taste what I mean? Like really cr- on that, uh, the Yards beer, it's really crisp and aggressive at first. And then you get that little bit of the lingering booziness on the I, end. I get like taste. a weird, like a little bit of like a minty taste. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I don't get any mint, but I'll have to go in for another taste later to see. Weird. Maybe it's that the taste of tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Look out for those <laughs> tigers. <laughs> I've got uh, mint. Double, double mint gum or <laughs> mint gum or something shall we move on to the music yeah how about i go first all right you go first all right <laughs> all right so i'm i'm reviewing uh this crazy weird album by the band silverstein silverstein called, called the shipwreck in the sand uh this is a concept album Yes, it is. Um, Had you listened to Silverstein prior to this, really, at all? Other than what no, I showed you? No, except for the that one song that you showed me. You were like, oh, check out this weird guitar part. Yeah. And it was weird. And all of my friends liked Silverstein in like maybe late middle school, early high school, and I really wasn't on board too yeah. much. Um, in this album, my buddy sent to me when I was in early college, maybe freshman, late, either late freshman or early sophomore year, um, and I liked the concept a lot, and I really got into it. And I really yeah. liked all the releases that they put out after this album. Mm-hmm. But not I'm still not too terribly into their earlier stuff really? as much. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that's... I am not. I haven't been listening to them forever, but for a solid... Still, still I've been like listening to them for like the past seven or eight years, so that's a, a while, I guess. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. I feel like I haven't, even because I, I wasn't as early on the train with them as all my friends were. Yeah. But yeah. Gotcha. Um, so I'll just say a couple of things before I start framing the concept and the, the narrative album yeah. in general. Uh, this type of music is not my favorite. Um, it's like emo. It's like, like emo. Hard, post-hardcore. Yeah, post-hardcore, like emo, scream. It's, it's got some elements of pop. Yeah, yeah, they blend. Uh, one thing they do very well in this album is they do blend like heavier like metal riffs with uh, really melodic pop lines. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I think it, the music is like composed well, mm-hmm. and the melodies are nice. I just don't really like it. It's not your, it's not your cup of tea. It's not my style, yeah. But yeah. I can still appreciate that. Like they did, like they obviously took their time with it and and mm-hmm. did a good job, like with the music. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely worth a merit. And I always like with a solid concept album. I like the fact that even if there's like a, a less strong song on the album, as long as it contributes to the, the narrative or the concept, I can appreciate it more than if there wasn't that concept. There. Yeah, yeah. And I think all the songs do that. 
I mean, I would argue that maybe there's like maybe one or maybe two, that, two don't. that don't. There's one in particular that I, I think but, doesn't fit to the narrative, but it's also one of my favorite songs on the album. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it, that's uh, well, a rare we'll occasion. See, we'll see whenever we get to that. Okay. Um, so basically, the concept of this album is um, about a failed marriage mm-hmm. uh, due to well, I guess idolatry. I suppose I can just get into the, to the story. Adultery. Adultery, an affair of sorts. Yes. Uh, so we have a couple of characters in this uh, in this concept in this play, if you will. A narrative. How about? Yeah. In this narrative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have the protagonist who is who bl- plays the husband. He's a pro. Or if you want to go with, with one of the songs, he's the captain of the ship. Of the ship. You decide. Is it wrecked yet? I don't know. Is it going to be in the sand or in the? Ocean. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway, I see what you're trying to another do character is um, his wife, who's mm-hmm. his wife, and <laughs> yes. then there is another character who I won't say who it is yet, because that is, who knows? Maybe we'll figure out who this who this person is later. Uh, his the daughter. Uh, well, there's also well, his daughter's another character, but she's kind of a minor role. Okay. Those are those are at least the three you find out in the first song. True. Which is called A Great Fire. Yes. And it's part um I looked this up on Wikipedia and this uh the tracks are split into four chapters. Yeah. So chapter one is called It Burns With Within Us All. It burns within us all. Okay. That's what it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe you. So track number one is a great fire. I gave it three point five out of five. Uh it starts off the story with uh, the main character, the protagonist, saving his wife and daughter from a burning house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his own burning house, his, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know that yet. I believe we might. I can't remember. I, I think it's safe to assume that it's his house. Yeah, since There's, they're in there. Yeah, they were in their bedrooms yeah. or whatever. Um, and during the song, he goes into this is kind of the only song where he talks about his daughter. He's like, there you were, six years old, like your hair full of ash, and like he's talking about how he's, how she's seen so much pain and how many years that she's been alive, referring to all like the bad things that have happened between him and his wife, like fights and whatnot. Yeah, like it's a great fire. Kind of, not only talks about the actual fire in the house, but probably also in their relationship. So with that, on to the next part of the story in chapter one. Track number two, <laughs> Vices. I gave it four to five and recommended it. Oh, that's got a surprise. A, it's got a super catchy chorus. Uh, but this is the story where the uh, not story. This is the song where we kind of learn more about the story, about the situation that's happening. Oh, Jersey um, Shore, the situation. <laughs> no. <laughs> not Mike, Jersey the situation. Shore. <laughs> no. Don't Looks bring. like we got a situation on our hands. Oh, yeah? Yeah. sorry so in this song the protagonist learns that his wife is cheating on him with another man oh yeah not cool um he talks about uh being able to hear through like hotel walls or something like that he can hear it through the walls yeah he can hear it through the walls he can talk to walls just kidding uh as a super catchy chorus um and he uh basically the song is about him coping with learning about this. And so he talks about him drinking seven and seven with a lime. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's going out tonight. He's not going to come back home to sleep with the devil. <laughs> I can't do a scream. <laughs> it's not but, about, this is like, <laughs> I can't do his voice either. But he says, he says like, I'm not coming home tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep on the streets. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming home tonight. I what don't want to sleep with the devil. Yeah. So he's like figured it out. Like the his and his initial reaction is to go out and get drunk seven and, and seven. try to cope with this. Yeah, I, I've had a couple seven and sevens because of this song because I was like, that sounds interesting, <laughs> and I like them. You know what it That's is, right? Uh, seven up and uh, Seagrams. It's Seagrams Gin. number seven and seven up. Yeah, with a lime. Yeah, um, but on to track number three, which is my next recommendation. I gave it. This is the only song I gave five out of five. Wow. Because it has the least amount of screaming. In oh, it. gosh. <laughs> That's not the only reason. Uh, I think it's uh, it's super catchy. The chorus is like, my mind's made up. And what's, what's the song called? Oh, Broken Stars. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it is a catchy song. It's a super, super catchy song. Uh, I believe in this song, he is like kind of trying to tell himself that he's going to do the right thing in light of what he's learned. Yeah. About what his wife's doing. I mean that's pretty much it. <laughs> I just I just think it's so catchy, and I just like the fact that there's only screaming at the end of the song. Yeah. Are there other songs that don't have any screaming at all? Well, yeah, but those are like instrumentals. Oh yeah, I suppose so. Um. Anyway, on to chapter two of this album: liars, cheaters, and thieves. Which is track number what? Oh, oh, that's the, chapter, chapter two is starting. Two. You're with, right. With right. track number four, uh, it's called American Dream. I get three point five out of five. I like this song um, a lot. It's pretty good. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty good. A song. It's kind of a song expanding on uh, what the last song was about, about wanting to try to make it work. Because mm-hmm. um, like his American dream wasn't to, wasn't to um, lie and cheat yeah. and whatnot. That's nobody's American dream, except for the liars and cheaters. And thieves. Yeah. Um, I do like, There's. it starts off with that weird little beginning intro part. Yeah. And then that kind of fades, and he starts with the main like verse melody with, with just the bass guitar. Mm-hmm. I just really like that part a lot in the song. Yeah. And the melody comes back later, but not the same yeah. with the full instrumentation. But I, I just really like when it comes with just vocals and bass guitar. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, on track number five, uh, it's a shorter song, almost an instrumental, but not really. There's, there's, they're like one, a couple lines. They're in like the background. Yeah, but basically they're saying like, uh, fly away, leave the past behind. What's the song called? Um, their lips sink ships. That they do. Those lips, probably. Yeah. Her his lip. wife. I mean, her. yeah, his wife. His wife and, and the mystery man that we don't know who it is yet. Mystery man. Did you ever <laughs> see the movie Mystery Men? No. Starring William H. Macy? It was like, oh, they that... were like superheroes, but like not really. Like his superpower was like digging. He was like the <laughs> was mole he or like something. Dig Dug or something like that? No, he was. I think he called himself the mole. I, uh, oh, I, I can't can remember who. Dig. Ben Stiller might have been in it. I can't remember. Mystery Man. No, Cal Mitchell from Keenan and Kel was in it. Really? He was His superpower was he could be invisible, but he had to be naked and no one could be looking at him. <laughs> That's not a superpower. <laughs> it, was, it was actually a really good movie, but it kind of flew under the radar. Really? Yeah, it's worth watching. I feel like maybe you've told me about it before, Probably. and so it, we should watch it. It's a good one. If, I, I should find it somewhere, but yeah. that's a side note, I guess. Definitely a side note, but a note worth citing. Yes. I agree that I, I should have cited that note. <laughs> but let's come back to the, the regular side. Anyway. Back to the album, on to track number six, uh, just a song called I Knew I Couldn't Trust You. Trust who? His wife. He knew he couldn't trust his wife. Is, is it his wife? It yeah, I think so. I always thought it was the someone else. Oh, actually, I, you could be right. I'm fairly positive it was always about the someone else. The mystery man. Yeah. You know what? I think you're right. From what I remember. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. Um, the song talks about him being able to see the deceit on his face. Yeah. And, like, clearly he is hiding something because, like, he has his arms crossed and he's, like, not making eye contact and whatnot. Who's not? Someone. Mm, but there's definitely a confrontation. Hmm. There's confrontation on the horizon. Hmm. But we'll get to that later. Track number seven is called Born Dead. This is one of the songs that is a part of the the whole story, but also kind of not. Yeah, I would just say it's not. It's not. I mean, we in this song, uh, he, he's, this is a political song. He's criticizing the healthcare, healthcare system yeah. in this song. In the U.S., um, more like, probably because they're Canadian. I don't know if you knew that. Right. Um, and they have, Can- Canada has universal health care. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's criticizing the U.S. health care. Yeah. Um, I actually um, like this. This is one of my favorite songs. I do album. like this song as well. Uh, you call this a crippled No, I call it a lie. <laughs> di- he's got a guest yeah, stream, right? Vocal uh, song. Scott Wade from, oh boy, I can't remember what band he was from. Maybe Alex, Alex is on fire. I can't remember what. Yeah, I can't remember either. Alex is on fire. Alex. I can't remember what band he's from. But he's from a different band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we also learn in this song that the protagonist is terminally ill. 
Oh. That, that's how it pertains to the concept yeah. album. Even the concept of the album. But even though it kind of takes a break from the yeah. more being more narrative driven. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Um, but anyway, I like that song. Uh, on to chapter three of the album. It's called Fight Fire with Fire. <laughs> oh, let me skip back just a little bit. Okay. Because now what you said about track number six makes a lot of sense. Yes. Because in that song, we find out that it is his best friend that yeah. is cheating on his wife. That's what I was trying to ask you. Who yeah. is it? <laughs> I, know. I thought, for some reason, I was remembering it incorrectly. And I thought that we found it in a, in a later song. But whenever I... Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty... From what I remember, it's pretty clear. And, yeah. And, and uh, I knew it couldn't trust you that it's his best friend Yeah, gro- from growing up. And whenever I looked down at my notes, I was like, hmm, when are we going to find out that it's his best friend? Because yeah. in, in the song, I knew I couldn't trust you, he talks about them growing up together and being kids and then how now it's... it's everything's yeah. Everything's changed. Yeah. I okay. knew I couldn't trust you. So anyway, we learned that his best friend is cheating on... His wife with not him. cool. That breaks the bro code. It does, and just the code of life. It break. It's just not a good move. It's what some people call a not good move to make. <laughs> yeah, remember when in the office when Michael Scott was the other guy? Yeah, <laughs> he was the mistress. Yeah, he was the mistress. Yeah. Oh man, that was funny. Classic Michael Scott. Classic Michael Scarn. But what? Uh, so we've cleared up track number six. Yes. Back to whatever. Now we're on to chapter. <laughs> Chapter three. Yes. Fight fire with fire. Oh, so the fire Ooh. that he, the, the first fire that he's referring to that he wants to fight is the cheating wife with his best friend. Oh. So what will he fight that fire with? I don't know. I don't but know. But he's going to fight fire with fire. So you decide. Is it going to be a metaphorical fire? We'll see. I don't know, but I do know. Aunt, <laughs> I don't know, but I do know. <laughs> On to track number eight, which is called A Shipwreck in the Sand, the title track. A little monologue at first, right? It is a, l- a little monologue is, um, is it a poem that they wrote? Or a, a monologue uh, they wrote? It's not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. It tells a story about um, like an a, cap, a ship, story, right? A ship and a captain coming, going to try to find new lands and prosper. There once was a captain of a ship. He's like, it's like really like yeah. him like telling like a it's dramatic like, story. It's like um, the narrator of a play comes out before... The play starts or something like that he's, to set he's do, the scene. And he's doing that, that narration over top of music, I believe. Yes. Yep. It's not just acapella. Correct. But anyway, uh, we learned that in this um, analogy or metaphor, the captain is him, the protagonist, and, and the crew is his best friend and his wife, oh. who eventually uh, revolt against the captain because they don't think they don't like him anymore. Mutiny. They think he's stupid. Stupid now. And they're just going to wreck that ship yeah. into the sand. Yeah. What is the ship metaphor? For his life? Their lives? Their lives, yeah. yeah. Their lives together. Their lives will crash <laughs> into the sand. Crash! <laughs> Land ho! Or he could say, protagonist wife ho! <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god. man. Classic. Oh man. Oh, how we wow. That was pretty good. Anyway, on to my last recommendation, which is track number nine. I am the arsonist. Oh, I didn't know you would recommend this one. It's well, heavy. It's heavy, but I like the the plot twist. Yeah. But also the guitar line's really cool. Yeah. It is it is heavier, but I still like it a lot though. Same Z's. Um we find out that the protagonist was the one who set his own house on fire. Hence the title, I Am the Arsonist. Yeah, to try to kill his wife. But as we all know from the first song... They didn't die because he no, rescued them. because he rescued them. Why curious. did he rescue them? Curious. Very curious. Very curious. Maybe it relates to track number 10. It's called You're All I Have. Mm-hmm. In which he becomes to feel regretful for what he's done. And so he, re- and he realizes that she is all that he has, basically. Is he now? Is he singing about his wife or his daughter? I think it's maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I always maybe suspected a little but bit of I both. But I think maybe more about the daughter. Yeah, because if you refer back to the first song, he's almost singing 
to his daughter. He's like, I had you over one shoulder or whatever, and I had the devil on the right. So no, no, he says, he said, I had you over one shoulder and the angel on the other. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, so I had the opposite. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. So he was angry with the wife, but loving but, the daughter. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a song about how she's all that like he has or he's living for. So he went back in to save. Can't burn that her. to the ground. And I guess Phil, he saves his wife too. I guess so. I guess so. Anyway, on to chapter four of the album, which is called Death and Taxes. Uh, track number 11, I don't really like it. It's uh, it's another song that doesn't really fit into the theme of the album. What's it called? It's called We Are Not the World. Mm. And it's basically just a criticism of the government and how they spend money. We are not the world. I believe that's how it goes. We are not the world. Remember that song? We Are the World? It was like the song that all the the famous people sang on. Oh, for yeah. Like Live Aid or whatever it was. For the Coke commercial? We are the world. No, it wasn't a Coke commercial. It was like, I think it might have, it was like an AIDS benefit or something. Probably, yeah. No, definitely. Bono was on it. Oh, yeah. Then it definitely was. Um, like, so many. It's always that one where, like, they, they have a, if you look on the internet, like, watch a video of it, there's an ensemble singing a chorus, and Bob Dylan's in the background singing, but he, like, looks like he's, like, Oh yeah, doesn't know what's going on. He's, he's like, he's like, like swaying back and he's forth, like, and he he's looks like, looks kind of angry and like. He just looks like here? confused as to why he's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's doing it because he's a good guy. That's hilarious. But anyways, back to We Are Not the World. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's all. Just about the government and how he doesn't like how they spend money on war, specifically. Yeah. Gotta, so, get, gotta get those political shots in, my man. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, we are the world. <laughs> on to track number 12. Uh, track number 12 is called The Hero Loses Every Day. This song is about the trial. He's like on trial for... For burning down his house and attempted his, murder, perhaps. Yeah, attempted yeah. murder, perhaps. But we learned that there was not enough evidence mm-hmm. to convict him. So he's let free for today. But we also learned this song that um, that he's fairly close to death now with his terminal illness. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if he goes to jail or not. He's yeah coming close to the end. Yep. Uh, I wonder if his wife knew that he was terminally ill. I don't know. That's a good question. When she decided to to shack up with his best buddy. I mean... If so, that's a pretty low blow. That's a really low blow. Yeah. Maybe but she thought she could get away with it, and that he would never find out, and that he she, would die happy. Maybe she just didn't know, and she was in an unhappy... Maybe he got depressed when he learned that he was terminally ill, True. and detached from, from their relationship, and pushed her away, perhaps. Could be. You never know. I guess that's kind of uh, what the purpose of the whole theme is, that you can expand the story on your own. You can, but also uh, I, I believe that the story is told from the protagonist's side as yeah. well, so you aren't going to get the other people's perspectives per Yeah, se. so it's left open. Yeah. Um, anyway, on to track number 13, Boring. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's, it, plays, it plays its role, though. It's just a... Uh, what's, it, what's it called? It's called uh, The Tide Raises Every Ship. And it's an instrumental that it's leads instrumental. In, into the last song. I skipped this one. <laughs> Unless I'm playing the record, I skipped this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's what it is. It is. They put um, it there for a reason, just to give you time to think about things, I suppose, or a time to draw upon a certain uh, idea or emotion. There's, yeah. all, there's reasons for instrumentals. I just don't know it. Yeah. And uh, that brings us to the last track, track number 14, called, appropriately, The End. Yeah. And it's... A slower, more... Slower, more emotional. somber. Yeah. No um, screaming? Or is there screaming? I can't remember. No screaming. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, but it's probably the most different sounding song on the it album. It definitely is. Other um, than the instrumentals part. And so. I'm confused <laughs> as to the ending of the song. Because uh, basically, the protagonist like tells his wife the truth that he tried to kill her. Kill her. Um, well, we and then they, he's like, but I still love you. Do you love me? And she's like, yes, I still love you. <laughs> and so I don't know. They're, they get back together at the end? I don't even know. Hey, they turn that ship around, my man. They let that. They, the, the tide rises every ship. Yeah. You oh. get it now? Every relationship. <laughs> oh. Oh. So, yeah, it's. Uh, makes sense. It's a. It's a 
turn in the opposite direction from the rest of the album. But Agreed. And, and, and I cannot tell a lie. Whenever you recommended Animal Collective and I was not happy about it, I, yeah. I decided this album because I was like, Jesse probably won't like this album. So I recommended it out of spite, even though maybe I, maybe you found some rewarding aspects in the album. I don't know. Yeah, I probably won't listen to it again. That's, that's fair enough. Um, well, I guess I'll put it this way. If I had to choose, let's say, 20 albums to bring with me on a road trip, I wouldn't choose this one. Fair enough. Did you hate it in the end? Mm. Okay. No, I didn't hate it in the end. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. But it's definitely not your. It's definitely not your cup of tea. No, I just I've never really been a fan of the heavier metal screaming. Yeah. Even when I was in high school, uh, my buddy Zach would always listen to like heavy metal and like death metal, and uh. he'd be like, "Check these guys out, Jesse. They're called Goat Whore." Oh, hey, I know them. <laughs> and I'd be like, "Okay, sounds good." Okay. And they would play it. And I'd be like, "I don't uh, like this." <laughs> I think Justin always showed me a bunch of those bands. Yeah, my roommate Justin. Yeah, but I, I do like that album. I'll give Matt Reynolds a shout out because he's the one who had me listen to that for the first time. Shipwreck in the Sand. Shout out, Matt Reynolds. <laughs> Shall we move on to a much different album? Yes. All right, so Shipwreck in the Sand came out in 2009. I don't know if you said that or not. Did you? I did not, no. Okay. Um, well, another album came out in 2009. Oh, yeah. Of a very different nature. Yes. Uh, quite it's different. an album called Merryweather Post Pavilion by the animalistic collective that is known as animal collective um and they are crazy yeah um uh, it's hard to classify them i think normally people Ex- say experimental according rock. to wikipedia it's experimental pop yeah. i i don't even know if i would say that i'd say there's elements Just, of avant-garde i don't know yeah. um electronic uh psychedelic almost maybe yeah. sometimes like experimental yeah electronic experimental, experimental. so it's it's it, it falls under a lot of odd categories. Yeah. In the, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, this is their eighth studio album, so it's pretty well deep into their, their catalog. Yeah. Um, and it was named after a venue in Maryland, Maryland which is yeah. where they're from. Yeah. Uh, I guess apparently the plan was to play uh, in that venue after this record was released, and then that idea got scrapped for a, bu- a bunch of years, and then eventually they did like maybe... Three or four years afterwards. They played there eventually. Yeah. So it's kind of cool, but yeah. I guess the, the idea was to release this album and then play there shortly thereafter. Hmm. Um, but, you know, it happens. And this is a release that they put out after their guitar player decided to, to take some time off. Yeah. And apparently he, he's been like their longtime guitar player, but he's only on like five of their studio albums because he takes time off frequently, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, so they had to write music that wasn't guitar-driven guitar driven or mm. even had guitar at all. Thus the electronicness of this album. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing. I like Ben Folds. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, like I mentioned, for the reason why I recommended Shipwreck in the Sand by Silverstein for Jesse, <laughs> um, I have heard Animal Collective in the past from Jesse. Uh, yeah. We were in college, and you're like, check this out. And you put it on the speakers, and I was like, oh, dear Lord, make it stop. Um, so without further ado, I'll de- delve into Meriwether Post Pavilion. All right, sounds good. It took me a long time to settle with this, man. Yep. All right, track number one, which is called In the Flowers, it's my recommendation. First it's, recommendation. Oh, okay, I was going to say, your only um, recommendation. I gave no ratings. Okay. Because I didn't want to rate some songs very low. Okay. Uh, no ratings. Just <laughs> I gave three recommendations and one honorable mention. Okay. Uh, I'm anyhow. a dancer. I'm a dancer. I'm a dancer. I'm a dancer. And Jesse is not saying to all of you that he is a dancer. He's referencing this song. <laughs> yeah. Um, this seems to either about be about like euphoria of a short-lived love fling or about psychedelic drugs. Probably psychedelic drugs. Hard to tell because it definitely clouds the meaning there. Yeah. Um, but he is talking about loving a dancing girl, a girl who dances. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of imagery that makes you think that he might be tripping on drugs. Yeah. With this girl or maybe there's no girl. Hard to tell. Yeah. It is hard to tell. Maybe yeah. he's at a rave. I don't know. Um, but anyways, uh, during the verses, like in the intro, there's this really cool ominous arpeggio. Mm-hmm. That almost sounds like a guitar, but it's probably some type of string keyboard instrument, like maybe yeah. a harpsichord or something. Yeah. But it just sounds really cool. And that's my favorite part of the song. That yeah. with the, the vocal melody over top. But eventually that disappears and the song opens up into the chorus and I don't like it anymore. <laughs> like when it gets really big. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, really? It's it's a nice 
counterpoint to the softer ominous Yeah, that's the part I like. Oh, that sounds creepy. I like that the ominous arpeggios in the beginning of the verse. When it opens up and gets like... Oh, yeah. More like a rave. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, why is this here? Yeah. But eventually that intro part comes back. That guitar... Or not guitar. That harpsichord arpeggiated part. Um, But, you know... I think this might be the most different sounding song on the album, actually. Also. Interesting. Just strange to have it up front. Yeah. So I would say that... Sound-wise, it's not a good representation of them, but for difference and feeling-wise, it is, if that makes okay. sense. Uh, let me say one thing. Don't uh, say anything about their repetition yet. I won't. Okay. Um, I'll just say that whenever I first listened to this album, I also didn't like it very much, mm-hmm. but after a while, I got into it. Fair enough. So I didn't hate it after a while. Okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> All right, on to track number two, which is called My Girls. Mm-hmm. I think this might be... Perhaps their most popular song. One of them, yeah. On Spotify, one of the most, most played. I know that the most um, well received in in the public. Mainstream success. Mainstream yeah. success. Yeah. And this whole album was a mainstream success. Yeah. It was on the Billboard top two hundred. I think it was broke like the top twenty, maybe. Really. I think. Don't quote me. I could yeah. be wrong. Uh, but anyways, my girls track number two. Um, this song is specifically about the wife and daughter of the singer. I, I believe one of the singers. I think there's two yeah, vocalists. Someone, yeah. Um, his name is Noah Lennox, but he goes by the AKA of Panda Bear. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what are you, a, a furry? <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's... Uh, they all have st- uh, weird they names. They all have uh, pseudonyms yeah. to their legal monikers. Yeah. Um, so he's Panda Bear. Like, everyone else has their own names, and they, they have reasons for why they've got their titles, but his is Panda Bear. Um, this song is about how he doesn't need anything, like, material in life except for... Um, his mind, his body, and his wife and daughter. That's, yeah. Those are the, the things he, and four he needs. walls. Yeah. Um, and there, there's that line like where he's talking about, I don't mean, seem like I don't care about material things. Yeah. Like a social status. Like a social so he, status, so yeah. He, so I think he's trying to say, like, I don't want to sound pompous by saying I don't need those. I just yeah. don't think I need them. Yeah. Um, this, I think, is the first song where they really take melodic vocal lines and... Scratch the idea of a vocal melody in favor of vocal patterns. Yep. As a tool to add to the song in yep. layering. Yeah. Um, and that's going to come back time and time again in this album. So instead of having like a line that you sing over and over again, it blends into the layering of the song. Yeah. And they do that with multiple voices in some of the songs. Yes. Multiple yeah. voices and harmonies. That, that That's just this repeating line, this like a repeating lyric line, a repeating melody over top of that. And it just goes over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's meant to be a part of the orchestration, almost like a classical song. Like if, and you, if, look you, at, like if you look at a box song, they repeat yeah. tons of lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just it's, it's part in, of the... Inverted melodies and It's part whatnot. of the composition. Yeah. So it's. I think that's the tool they're using here. And so if you remember correctly, um, I got into this when we were in college. I do remember. And I believe it, it's when we were learning about atonal music. Oh, I hate atonal music, <laughs> which I liked, and so I think that's part of the reason why I got into them. Because, but you also like, like the dubstep in its purest form, yeah, and like some more electronic music, which yeah, true, is drawn out sometimes, yeah, and that's what I, I have trouble getting into those type of type yeah. of songs. And some of these songs are on the long side, yes, at over five minutes, yeah, not grossly long, but yeah, there's nothing over six minutes, I think, but there are definitely over five minutes on, yeah. Um, moving on to the next track is called Also Frightened. This song is another song about parenthood. I uh, like how he talks about his daughter in the last so song. Frightened. This one he's talking about his two kids because I guess he had another kid after he wrote the previous song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's talking about being like like his kid's routine and then one like thinking, oh, like this is actually really scary. Like, how am I going to be a parent to these kids? Yeah. And he's talking to his wife. Aren't you also frightened as I am? Mm-hmm. I mean, he repeat, repeats that line a lot. Um, but when he repeats that line, there's a lot of cool vocal harmonies throughout mm-hmm. this song. Even in earlier, there's some cool vocal harmonies. Are you also frightened? 
But yeah, I, I, I like all of them. This one's meh to me. Okay. But the next song isn't. Oh. Uh, the next song is Summertime Clothes. Summertime Clothes. I yep. recommended this one. It was a good song. Um, this was one of, this was like, as soon as I listened to this album the first time through, this is the first song that I did not dislike immediately. Okay. I won't say hate because I don't think I hate any of these songs. Yeah. I just like to say the word hate. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a- anything inherently bad with any of these music. It's just not my aesthetic, per se. Yeah. Um, but I did not dislike this song immediately. Yeah, it was a good song. Um, it's very much more melodic as a song, like a, as a pop tool instead of a layering technique, I would say. Yeah. Not to say that he doesn't layer his melodies. Um, this song is about a strong romance during the blistering and uncomfortable heat of summer and yeah. when i say like the uncomfortable he's talking about like the sweat in his sheets and how like he's got yeah. the ac's blasting but there's no like it's not doing anything and how they have to go outside and sweat um, together or whatever yeah. yeah um but it's yeah it's just about being in love in the summer and it's really hot out yeah <laughs> 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 just put it in a nutshell that's what it's about yeah um, there's a really cool driving drum beat and a synth pattern in the song um, but I really like the that just you, just you, just you, yeah. just you. I like that yeah. that line, and that the like that synth pattern. Doodly, 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 yeah. doodly. It's really, really quite catchy. And I was like, okay, this yeah. song would be. I wish more songs were like this on this album. And but on that's that fine. just you part, they go like they go like halftime. Yes, just yeah. Because earlier in the album they do the four on the floor like the yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a catchy song. Um, that's why I recommended it. Yeah. And moving on to track number five, which is called Daily Routine. Daily Routine. Before I say anything, just an FYI, most people, their daily routine is monotonous and boring. Just throwing that out there. Yep. Just throwing that out there. Okay. <laughs> so if they're <laughs> going to have a song that's about daily routines. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, this song is literally about his daily routine, about like waking up, yeah, uh, not wanting to wake up, but his alarm wakes him up, going to get his kid, getting them ready to go out to the park or or whatever, like putting them in the yeah. stroller, blah blah blah, walking yeah. down the street. Yeah. Um. So he he does that whole spiel and then does it again. Mm-hmm. So he does the entire. I don't know if there's verses or chorus in the song. I'm just going to call it a verse. Okay. He does the one verse from waking up to taking his kids to the park, and it, there's a lot that happens in between there. And then when that ends, starts over again, does the whole thing again. Mm. So his daily routine happens over and over again because it's a daily routine. Yeah. Um, but the big change is at the is um, it's at the end of the song when it goes into more of like a weird dreamlike state. Yeah. And he only repeats the first line where he's he's like, "I just need one more sec in bed." Yeah. Sec short for sec second. Yep. Um, and it like he repeats that and it almost sounds like the alarm clock's going off but it's like dreamy state and he just repeats like, that line one more super slow yeah that's weird but kind of cool yeah yeah there's weird organ part at the beginning of the song too yeah so like I'm assuming they they played that I don't know if they played that live or they programmed it but if someone played that live it's pretty technical yeah um, Definitely. Yeah. But other than that, I've got nothing else to say. So let's move on to the song Bluish. Bluish. This song is about physical love with his wife. Yep. And it is pretty sexual in nature. Yes. Um, it can get pretty graphic depending on how you interpret it. Yeah. Or not. You're just your call. Either playful or graphic. Yeah. I think uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this song, like the, the feel of the song is dragging almost. And it almost sounds like you're underwater. Yeah. If you I listen kinda, to it again, yeah. Like you're under bluish water. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe. Did maybe you not. watch the music video for this one? Uh, I had uh, when I, I had most of the time I listened to this on Spotify, um, but at one point in time I did have the YouTube playlist that had all the music videos in it. And so I saw all of the music videos, but I don't remember which ones go to which songs. This one was like the human type figure in like a weird blue and black pattern, just like oh yeah, it was weird, <laughs> like waving their arms around. <laughs> all of their videos are very trippy. Yeah, just check them out sometime, you guys. If you or uh, go to our website, we always put links for the the music, and we'll we'll post the link that has the one with the music videos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this song's weird. It is pretty strange. <laughs> Moving on to I like it though. Track number seven, which is called "Guys Eyes." Guys Eyes. I honorably mentioned this song. Oh, there you go. 
I mean, the song is literally about Guy's eyes, about how his eyes wander to other ladies, even though he's married. Yeah. And how he's, his body's telling him to, ooh, I got these urges to, to go hit on that girl because she's attractive. Yeah. It's like, but I, like, I love my wife. I should be directing all his attention to her. Yeah. He's like, but my, I want to do what my body wants me to do. I got to do it. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's honest. It's pretty yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, this song's much more faster paced than the last song. Um, I really like when he repeats "Need her" like a thousand times. Need her. Scratch, scratch need that. Need her. Not a thousand times. Need like a million her. times. Need her. 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 Over and over again need with her. so much layering. Need her. But then it builds up and builds up, yeah. and then kind of fizzles out and has this nice melodic pattern. Yeah. But it's a cool song. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it enough to honorably mention. There you it. go. Yeah. Um, but I do not hate this one either. <laughs> I don't hate any of the songs, but yeah. Anyways, moving on to track number eight, which is called Taste. Taste. Mmm, tasty. Mm. I like this song a lot. It's not talking about tasting food. Let's be honest, guys. Um, it's about it's like judgment t- about taste people's in taste like in... Taste in things. Things, yeah. Like what you do, I guess. Yeah, it's I about know. judging people's taste. Yeah. He uses clothing a lot, I think, as a metaphor for people's taste, like yeah. wearing things and and all sorts of stuff. Um, but the one big line that he says, it might be one of the first lines he says, but he definitely it repeats is, yeah. it at the end a ton of times. It's, yeah. am I really all the things that are outside of me? Yeah. Um, so what you surround yourself with, which are reflective of your taste, is that is that really all that you are or is yeah. there more to you? Right, yeah. So it's a, it's a nice contemplative thing I to like, think about. I really, really like that line a lot. Yeah. Um, the first time I heard it, I thought it was, am I all the, really all the things that are inside of me? And in my house, like, yeah. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like your organs and whatnot. No, like, and also how you, like, everything in your, your mind. like, mental state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, everyone's made up of their own organs, let's be honest. But I meant, like, like, you can't, you don't know what's going on inside me, bro. Inside me, man. There's a, this is a real me. Am I really all the things that are outside of me? That's not the harmony of it, you know. But I complete myself without the things but I like around. To me, the song's, it's not bad, but I, not enough for me to I like it a lot. mention it. <laughs> Moving on to Lion in a Coma, which is track number nine, and it's great imagery. Because what do you think of when you think of a lion in a coma? Like this big beast. The lion is the, the big beast of Africa, the yeah. big mane and the... <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Roar! Like when when I was at the Pittsburgh Zoo recently on my last trip to Pittsburgh, uh, I don't know why I went to the zoo. My mom suggested it, but it ended up actually being a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and there was two male lions, and one was asleep on his back with his legs in the air, really living the dream because they sleep a lot. Lions do. And one was over top of him, looking into the distance, and he like let out a huge roar, and it sounded like a. Like a truck. It was so really? loud. Like Whoa. I, I had a hard time believing it came from a lion. Like wow. a lion, and so to like have that powerful beast in a coma is like, oh, what a waste! Because it's got all this stuff to like. It's got all this power and yeah, ma- like it's majestic and nice. I see what you're getting in a coma. That. So that's the imagery they're going for. Yeah. Um, in the song, they're talking about a person who's got all of this expression. And like energy inside that they they want to put henceforth, but they're too cowardly to do so. Yeah, and so they're the proverbial lion. lion in a coma. Yeah, so I don't really What's care. What's the too use much. of lion in a coma? Lying, lying in a coma, in a coma yeah. or lion. So there's in some wordplay there for yeah. sure. Um, I like the the message in the song a lot, but musically music I don't care for strange. it as much. Um, it sounds, it's, like, it sounds a, like a didgeridoo. It sounds like you're in like a jungle. Yes, because it sounds like that didgeridoo <laughs> mixed with a, a jaw harp. Yeah. And it's a weird sound. Like, yeah. but yeah, that's you're right about, about the that. jaw harp mixed with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. But it's, it's interesting. It's worth checking out. Yeah, just because I like it's it. interesting. Very different. Um, moving on to the next song, the penultimate track, number 10, is No, no More Running. No More Running. This is another slow, dreamy sounding song. And um, it's meh to me. I think it's about no more running, like don't run off and have adventures. I think it's about settling down with your significant other. Mm-hmm. Did you, like, t- it's like spending less time with your friends. Could and, be that, yeah. But sure. it could be other things too. That's just what I think. Yeah. Um, but I don't have anything else to say about that. Moving on to the last song, which is my last recommendation. Oh. Uh, it's called Brother Sport. And this was the song I liked the most upon the first time oh, listening okay. to it. Um, 
but this song is too long even though i i it's probably my my favorite song on the album but i still think it's too long it's almost six minutes long but it's too long <laughs> um they really use the repetitive phrases in this song yeah. like the open up your open up your open up your open up your uh, open up open your throat, up your throat, to throat make a sound or yeah! express yourself but this song is literally to his brother really um because his his and his brother's father died of of brain cancer or some type of cancer oh, and so really? this song is to comfort his brother saying like i know you're sad i know you're depressed but you got to open up your voice and express yourself like say what's on mm. your mind um and so it's like a really kind of powerful message that Interesting. you in this really positive upbeat song that's about like comforting someone in the time of yeah. like a great loss. Interesting. Which that's also why I really like this song is that message. Um, and they repeat brother's sport at the later on in the song, which the first time I heard it, I thought it was your mother's porch, <laughs> but it's not. It, he's saying brother's sport, but also he's not even really saying brother's sport. If you look up the lyrics, he's saying support your brother. Yeah, support your brother. Support your brother. Support your brother. Support your brother. So support your brother. So it's like support your brother, which is awesome. Like yeah. like he's propping up his brother in their time of need, uh, but he re- he repeats that phrase so much. Like he beats it to death. Like if that was yeah. a lion, he beat it on the head till it was in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, but it's it's really catchy. Yeah, um, I think so too. It's I don't know. I, I thought it was a good way to end the album on like a, a, yeah, a, a, a really note. positive note. Even though it's like a really weird, like kind of pseudo sad, but like really powerful message in that song. Yeah. All in all, I don't really like this band that much. Yeah. But I'm glad I listened to the album. I do not think I will listen to more of their music because it took me so long to get into this. I don't want to say it would be a waste of my time to listen to the rest of their music because I think that's a very negative thing to say. Yeah. And I don't think that listening to music in general is a waste of time. Yeah. But I think I would really need to put forth a lot of effort to get into any more of their music. Right. And I would rather put that effort into other music. Gotcha. Which, nothing wrong with it. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure if I spent three to four weeks listening to another one of their albums, I could get into it. Yeah. It would just, I would really have to sink it. It would just take it. you, it takes you a little bit too long to get, in, to get into their yeah. music. Yeah. So I don't hate this album. Uh, definitely not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, so it's been a learning experience for both of us this yeah, week. Yeah, it sure has. Um, moving on to next week, it is going to be episode number 55. Boom. And as you all boom, know boom, boom, from boom, episode 44, 33, 22, 11, or whatever they are, with repeating numbers, we do episodes of bands that we're repeating. Yes. Um, so I'm going to recommend an album for you that you've already re- reviewed from the same artist. Yes. And you'll do yep. the same for me. Yep. Um, so I am going to recommend... A band from I Am The Avalanche, as you recall. An album? Yes. From I Am The Avalanche? From I Am The Avalanche. Yeah. The album that you reviewed before was called Avalanche United. Yep. You're going to review the album that came out after that called Wolverines. Wolverines. Which is the first album I listened to by them. Okay, um, cool. You know at least one song on there called The Shape I'm In. Yes. Yep. Love that song. That's a good song. Such a good song. Um, and you'll be listening to a Decemberists album. What? Um, I believe, if, unless I'm mixing the title up, it's What A... Beautiful world, what a terrible world. Either oh. that or it's what a terrible world, what a beautiful world. <laughs> so either way, it's beautiful either or way, terrible yeah, world. Beautiful yeah. world, terrible world, yep. Interesting. Good album. Hmm. This is the start. This album is kind of the start of to where they're going less folky and more they're going in like a different direction. Like I know in their most recent album, there's definitely some electronic yeah. stuff that happens. And a little I, more. That album came out in 2017 or 2018? The most recent one? Yeah, 2018. It might have been 2018. Was either that or late 2017? I can't Because this one either. came out in 2015. Is it the... I can't remember if it's the... If this one that I recommended is the most recent besides the newest one. Who knows? We'll, we'll figure out before anyway. the next episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll be what we'll, we'll be reviewing for you all next week. Oh, yeah. And then following that, we're going to do a couple one-offs just to take a little break. Yeah. <laughs> Give ourselves a breather. <laughs> yeah. And because um, I've got, I'm going to a wedding at some point um, in the near future. But maybe by the time this episode comes out, that will already have passed. Anything else say? to say about your beer? Is it held still up the good. whole time? It's still really good. Yeah, I think I think a good German beer is, should hold up over the, the length of the drinking. Yeah. Um, Over about an hour of drinking it, it still tastes the same. Mine doesn't taste as crisp as before. It still tastes aggressively hoppy. Yeah. I think the cold, uh, when when it was really cold, it added that crispness to it. Okay. Which I actually like the crispness more than when it warmed up. 
but the flavor is still really solid. It's really aggressive, like West Coast hop style. Yeah. Um, it's good. I would get this did again. Did you ever get that minty flavor that I got? I didn't. I looked for it. I, oh, I don't know what you were tasting. I don't know what I was tasting either. I don't know. Maybe your dinner contributed to something. Could be. Who knows? It has an effect. Beer true. pairings with food is very important. Very true. As we learned from that one episode with Hollow Point. Yes. This, uh, Tyler, the Cicerone. Yeah. Says that uh, pairing beers with foods is very important to yep. the palate. Yep. I'd like to check in with those guys sometime. See how yeah. See how they're doing. Yeah. I think they're making a Gozer right now. Yes, they are with, uh, Crazy, with oh, Urban Chestnut. Urban Chestnut. I'm looking yeah. forward to that one. Yeah, that'll be good. It'll be good. It will be nice. Anyways, um, we're going to finish our beers and sign off. Yeah. Um, but like we always say on American Brews and Tunes, Shibbity Beepertoo! Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse. Pause. Titus. And this is American Brews and Tunes. Thank Woo-hoo! you, guys. We'll see you all next week. JK, we won't see you. You won't see us. You'll hear us next week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beam-a-day!